the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To its 10th year of growth, still has spring in its step. And his correspondent, Jeremy House, explains it's all the more visible when set against a tiring global picture. A robust January jobs report shows that America's companies are, for now, brushing off an array of economic perils and still hiring at a brisk pace. Meanwhile, overseas growth is stumbling, led by weakness in China, the world's second largest economy. Europe is hamstrung by a recession in Italy and the potential for an unruly Brexit. A trade war between the U.S. and China and higher U.S. mortgage rates, partly engineered by the Federal Reserve, remain threats. Elsewhere, the White House is not ruling out another government shutdown as negotiations over funding for President Trump's proposed border wall have hit a snag. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher doesn't understand where the Democrats are coming from. This group of angry, scowling Democrats who wouldn't even clap when the president recited the historic low unemployment for black and Hispanic Americans. They didn't clap for that. Why not? How could you not clap for that? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Up next here on The Patriot, it's the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the closer himself, Brad Carlson, in studio, ready to go just after 1 p.m. So glad you're with us here. Two to four inches possible today, so be careful on the roads overnight down to 12. For Monday, a chance of a wintry mix, maybe some freezing rain, and then Monday night, two, uh, four to eight inches of snow possible Monday night. So Tuesday morning's commute could be quite treacherous. Glad to have you joining us here on The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call to 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, please do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I do a Facebook Live on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. By the way, Follow our Facebook page at the Northern Alliance Radio Network if you're not already doing so. And one thing I mentioned is it's, it seems like it's been like a month since I've been down here in the Patriot Bunker, but it's only been a couple of weeks. I mean, last weekend I uh, was with Mitch on sat- on Saturday out at the lake. 
And then Mitch filled in for me last Sunday. And then I, I guess I was in studio two weeks ago, but for, I don't know. For some reason, it just seems a lot longer ago than that. Can't explain it. But regardless, good to be back with you. And uh, drive safely out there if you uh, have to go anywhere. Uh, definitely uh, exercise some caution. But, hey, it's the first Sunday in five months without NFL football, and the weather is a little treacherous. I'm thinking I got a, I got a larger audience than normal. Uh, tuning in live today. I like to think so anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, definitely uh, be careful out there. And if you don't have to go anywhere, hey, just enjoy the rest of the weekend at home. That's what you should be doing on Sunday anyways is just uh, resting up. Uh, I do want to get to some national news uh, from this past week. And at one thirty, Senator Amy Klobuchar is scheduled to make an announcement over at Minneapolis's Boom Island Park. The speculation is, is that she's going to announce her run for president in 2020. And if that's the case, we'll try to uh, get the uh, audio of that live on the air, and uh, maybe I'll throw in a little peanut gallery commentary, you know, maybe kind of do my own uh, radio version of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, who's to say? But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to, to hear. I, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that she is going to run for president. Although given some of the stories that have come out about her being a horrible boss, uh, maybe she – wouldn't that be something if she said, eh, you know what? Uh, I'm not only am I going to remain in the Senate, all you staffers, you're so fired. Um, <laughs> that would take kind of a dramatic turn, right? Uh, but we'll see if uh, we can get uh, that audio over the airwaves at one thirty. But I uh, do want to weigh in at least on the situation out in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And Mitch and I touched a little bit on it this past week, and that was the first weekend where it the story really got going of, uh, of course, Governor Ralph Northam, his medical school yearbook uh, showed a picture of a young man in blackface standing next to a young man wearing a KKK outfit. Now, Governor Northam denies that knowing if it's him or not. He said, well, I'm not sure if it's me or not, but, you know, regardless, it's inappropriate to have a man in blackface and a man in a KKK robe on my medical school yearbook page. And, of course, on the on the other side, on the opposite page, was of Governor Northam. And I says, yeah, but you, there's a guy in blackface and a guy in, in, a, in a white Ku Klux Klan hood. But do you see the opposite page? It, yeah, that's Ralph Northam. And he's smirking. Smirking is uh, suddenly out of a, uh, is suddenly a big sin now, too, according to uh, the, the uh, uh, folks who were raking the Covington boys over the, uh, over the coals. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so... That came. That certainly came about within the past couple of weeks, and then his lieutenant governor, uh, Justin Fairfax, uh, was is had two different uh, sexual assault allegations levied against him within the past week or so, and uh, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax has said that this was leaked information or this was like a smear campaign because, of course, if Ralph Northam was going to resign, Justin Fairfax would then be elevated to governor, and there was almost this implication that perhaps the leak came from Northam's camp. Who's to say? And then, of course, you've got the third in line, Attorney General Mark Herring, coming out and says, ah, yeah, you know, uh, might as well cop to it before it uh, gets revealed. Yeah, I, when I was uh, 19 years old in college in 1980, yeah, I, I dressed in blackface myself. So it has been just an uh, unbelievable uh, past couple of weeks in the Commonwealth of Virginia, to to say the least, and obviously the, there's been calls to uh, to resign for each of these officials, but then 
the I, then it's kind of been backed off a little bit. Governor Northam, the pressure seems to be off of him, and now it's squarely on Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax because, of course, the left, what's their big mantra? Their big mantra is all women who uh, levy charges of sexual assault or sexual harassment are to be believed, full stop. And there always has to be pushback against that because, well, no, you don't make convictions or rush to judgment based on uh, he, sh- he said, she said, or conjecture. You just don't. Okay, that flies in the face of due process. And the pressure, the most of the pressure is on Lieutenant Governor Fairfax to resign because obviously these are the more serious charges. Uh, they're kind of waiting it out with Governor Northam and Attorney General Herring. But the interesting thing is that uh, apparently the Democrats in Virginia are more or less giving a pass to Attorney General Herring because he, well, he came forth and admitted it and he kind of launched a preemptive strike. He went immediately to the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus to admit this. And so therefore, apparently that gives him a pass, which people seem to have forgotten that when Northam's incident was brought to light, that the indignant Attorney General Herring said, well, he should resign immediately. Apparently that went down the memory hole. Okay, but we're, we're here to remind you, Hill. So I, I don't see how Lieutenant Governor Fairfax survives this. And once he is to move on, then obviously the next situation they'll deal with uh, Northam and Herring. And uh, Ed Morrissey, uh, as far as I could tell, has been covering the the story over uh, the best, uh, as good as anyone. And he's over, of course, at hotair.com, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance, Radio Network alum. In fact, it's gotten so uh, dicey for Governor Northam. And someone kind of equated it to Governor Northam, the things he's doing, like he's capitulating to Republican tax cuts, as well as now he's he's going to sit down and watch the movie Roots with some prominent uh, black officials in Virginia. And someone described it as almost as if, you know, you're you you got caught doing something, a teenager getting caught doing something wrong on a Friday night, and then on Saturday you're doing all of these extra chores willingly as sort of a preemptive strike to hope that you don't get grounded. That's kind of what Governor Northam is has uh, been described doing here. Uh, again, Ed Morrissey at Hot Air, hardest hit, the Washington Post editorial board. 24 hours after the editors insisted that Ralph Northam had destroyed his ability to govern and had to leave, their reporters discovered that Democrats can't decide who to kick out of office in Virginia. And again, this is from a, uh, and an Ed cites a Washington Post story. Yeah. Uh, embattled Virginia Governor Ralph Northam appears to be in a stronger position Thursday as the scandals engulfing the state's other two top office holders made it less likely he would be forced to step down during the General Assembly session. Most Democrats in Virginia's congressional delegation stood by their call for him to resign over a racist photo in a 1984 yearbook and his use of blackface that same year, but some privately acknowledged that the reckoning might have to wait. They took a softer stand toward Attorney General Mark Herring, refraining from calling for his resignation over a blackface incident from his college days. The delegation could not agree on what to say about Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, who denies allegations that he sexually assaulted a woman in 2004. Now, this that was an Ed Morrissey piece that was written 
on Friday. Well, Saturday, things kind of changed a little bit. Now the Legislative Black Caucus, Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner and the Virginia Democrat Party uh, all want Lieutenant Governor Fairfax to resign. And then Ed, Ed put an addendum to his post where the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus is asking Gov- Lieutenant Governor Fairfax to resign. Now, the reason that's relevant is, in case you don't know, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax is a black man himself. Here is uh, the statement from the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus. In light of the most recent sexual assault allegations against Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus believes it is best for Lieutenant Governor Fairfax to step down from his position. We remain steadfast in our conviction that every allegation of sexual assault or misconduct be treated with the utmost seriousness. While we believe that anyone accused of such a grievous and harmful act must receive the due process prescribed by the Constitution, we can't see it in the best interest of the Commonwealth of Virginia for the lieutenant governor to remain in his role. So again, this was after a second uh, accusation came forth. Now, of course, leftists couldn't help but succumb to the temptation of comparing this to the Brett Kavanaugh saga. You know, and in fact, former uh, Democrat gubernatorial candidate Wendy Davis came out and said, well, we didn't accept from from Brett Kavanaugh that boys will be boys and we're not going to accept it in this situation now. And they're trying to and, and it's a false equivalence because, number one, Brett Kavanaugh vehemently denied ever any, any uh, allegations of sexual assault. But here's the key distinction. There was no corroboration whatsoever, even from his accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's pr- most prominent witnesses. No corroboration. No one can remember the exact time frame, uh, where it happened, when it happened. They give an approximate time, and it, ha- and it allegedly happened 35 years earlier. And with Kavanaugh's vehement denials, okay, it, it that was genuinely, he said, she said, because there was no corroborating evidence. Now, with Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, the first woman to come out and accuse him of sexually assaulting her, he admits he was with her and that the excursion uh, uh, was was consensual, okay? Now, does that mean guilt? No, it doesn't. But there is absolutely a stronger case for Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. So leftists are trying to be all indignant and saying, well, you know, we didn't. We it's just like Kavanaugh, but at least uh, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax is willing to admit that there was something there, and we have to investigate accordingly. But we think he should he should step down now. The Virginia Legislative Black Caucus they do cite due process, and I appreciate they do that because their rationale is: look, we're not saying he's guilty, but we're saying because of the seriousness of these charges, he needs to focus on getting his name cleared, and the idea that he would be able to do that. Well, being lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, we don't think that that's possible, so that's why he should step down. So at least you can appreciate that. Because this idea, you know, and again, I, I, I will carry this drumbeat as long as I, as I have a microphone. There has to be a standard of due process, innocent until proven guilty. And I understand that there have been women for a long, long time who have suffered in silence, who have been genuine victims of sexual assault. And this idea that they come forth and there isn't any evidence to substantiate or corroborate their stories, it's, it's heartbreaking because they deserve justice. But at the end of the day, there has to be due process. There has to be the accused being able to answer questions in his own defense, innocent to prove guilt. There has, absolutely has to be that standard. 
So uh, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax has come out and he's talked about hiring a private investigation team to to go out there and clear his name. And I'm thinking, you know, you've got this high profile job as a lieutenant governor. You know, is that a good idea to to have this be part of your focus? You know, and again, we kind of make the joke that no one ever knows the name of the Minnesota lieutenant governor. And I don't know if it's the difference, if it's different in any other state. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't. I don't know how uh, Fairfax survives this, and if indeed he does step down, uh, it's not. It's definitely not over for Northam and Herring. They're still going to have to answer for their respective incidents, which, again, entailed wearing blackface. When we come back after the break, I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, is there any possibility for redemption? And if there is a possibility for redemption for a sin of wearing blackface, what is it? And how long, how much time must pass? That's what I want to talk about when we come back. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest Free is the only scientifically tested, and more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-in Pest Free is 100% chemical free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. 
What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. In this sturdy old part of the city, it is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. People tell me there ain't. You can check out my friend and colleague King Bannon every Saturday on the King Bannon Show on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. Nine to eleven AM every Saturday. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg in these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. He's on Saturdays one to three PM. He is the headliner of the Northern Alliance. I'm the closer, closing out weekends on Sundays, one to three. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your phone calls: six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Also, feel free to weigh in via Twitter hashtag NarnShow hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, thanks for tuning in. And our, our longtime uh, friend Wild Wilson is uh, sending us uh, direct messages via our Facebook page on the Northern. Just do the search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and like our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. Uh, appreciate Wild Wilson uh, checking in. And uh, he stay, he's already talking about uh, can't wait to meet on the uh, on the 23rd. Yeah, the uh, the rally for the Second Amendment will be taking place at the Minnesota State Capitol on Saturday, uh, February 23rd. It is from 10 a.m. until 1230. Yeah, I will be there. Uh, I know Mitch might be able to stop by on the way to doing his broadcast that day, but it is the rally to defend the Second Amendment it will be taking place at the Minnesota State Capitol Rotunda. We hope to see you all there. Uh, this is going to be a huge session, excuse me, in uh, in an effort to defend uh, gun rights and the uh, Second Amendment. And we went a long way in doing that in flipping a seat in a special election for the Minnesota Senate. Uh, Jason Rarick, who, uh, oh, fortuitous, he will be joining us at 2 o'clock. So that uh, issue will definitely come up as well. And uh, by the way, Wild, always good to hear from you, sir. Thank you is for listening, and uh, thank you for engaging in the broadcast as well. We certainly appreciate it. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Governor Northam and his medical school yearbook. Now, this isn't something that you can write off to a youthful indiscretion where, you know, you hear about this a lot of athletes, particularly uh uh, Josh, uh, I can't remember which NFL quarterback it was Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. One of the rookie quarterbacks uh, was putting out some homophobic tweets when he was a youngster, and uh, there was a the left-hander pitcher for the Brewers, a Josh Hader, who had some very sexually explicit tweets as a teenager, and then Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray, same thing. Uh, and apparently, they're made to answer for dumb things they've said as a kid. Well, Ralph Northam, he was in medical school when this yearbook photo came out. All right? So he was in his early to mid-20s. This isn't something you can write off as a youthful discretion. However, however, even as young adults, yeah, even as young adults, we do dumb things and say dumb things. And we could still evolve. You know, what we think and say as someone in our early to mid-20s doesn't doesn't necessarily last forever. I can't tell you how much my worldview has evolved 
in, in, you know, I'll be 50 in a few months. Okay. My worldview has definitely evolved in the last 25, 30 years. No question about it. And I'm, I'm forever grateful that the internet wasn't nearly as ubiquitous when, when I was at, when I was that age. Okay. Cause who knows what would have been captured online in for and forever. So my point in bringing all this up is, has Ralph Northam shown anything in his career leading up to be to being elected governor that would indicate that he has some sort of racist sentiments towards him or racist tendencies? Now, if this, if you see him and this yearbook photo has someone in blackface and someone next to him in a, in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. And he's shown some racist tendencies in, in policies he supported or things that he said. Okay, then maybe you can start to question his ability to govern because that very clearly is something that has influenced him. And by the way, this this may be just an aside. Where Ed Gillespie was his Republican opponent in the twenty seventeen gubernatorial race. What what did he not spend money in opposition research? And if he did, um, who was conducting it? Because this is something you could easily obtain. I mean, when you're doing, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know the intricacies of of what goes on in campaigns. I mean, I've volunteered on campaigns before, but I've never uh, been as involved as saying doing opposition research on, on on an opponent. Okay, that's just standard fare. So, so you look back at their college years, high school years, and try to find things. I mean, wouldn't this be something that would that would come up? And do you think that for a millisecond? That this would not have been discovered had it been a Democrat or, excuse me, a Republican that took this photo? All right, just just some general questions. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. But my point is, is this something that should define Ralph Northam? I mean, how long does he have to be on the road to redemption, so to speak? Does this, Does the clock start running from the moment this is discovered? I'm asking a serious question here. I don't know. You know, Cory Booker came out and said this recently, saying that Governor Northam should be resigned so he can start on his road to redemption. You know, well, what does that entail? Well, does that does that require like diversity training, sensitivity training, and then you get a certificate saying you adequately completed it, and then next time you run for office, you have to present that certificate to the public to show that you've been sufficiently rehabbed? I don't know. I'm I'm genuinely curious because has there been anything that anybody has pointed to that said, well, you know, Ralph Northam in his political career uh, since that incident, well, this looks kind of questionable and that looks kind of questionable. This could certainly uh, give an indication that, yeah, he, he maybe is a little racist. I mean, had there been something like that, I'm sure we would have heard of it by now. I mean, it shouldn't be all that that difficult to find. So that's that's something that I'm that that I'm genuinely curious about because we 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 seem so not only do we seem to be less forgiving of indiscretions these days, but there also doesn't seem to be a path to to redemption. And if there is, then. Only, there are certain people who dub themselves like moral arbiters. They get to determine what that path is. And at the end of the day, uh, I think it's it's the voters who should get to decide. Now, here's an interesting question. 
had this yearbook come out, and 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 uh, then candidate Northam had come out and said, you know what, that yeah, that was on my page. I'm not sure either of those individuals are me. Now I I, I got to tell you, if you if you dressed up in a, in a in a costume like that, even in the 80s, mid 80s, you'd remember that. So this idea that he says, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's a little that's a little dicey, say the least. But had it come out during the election because Ralph Northam was elected in November of 2017, had it come out then, would it, uh, would that have made a difference for voters? Uh, I'm thinking probably it would have, specifically because he put out some very racially charged ads against his opponent, Ed Gillespie. So it was almost, people could almost see that as, as classic projection, per- perhaps. So... Those are things that I'm I, I'm genuinely curious about. And so there's, and like I say, with everything that's been going on with the lieutenant governor and now the attorney general, the focus hasn't been so much on, on Governor Northam. So he's kind of bought himself some time to where, you know, number one, he's capitulated to GOP tax cuts because he's got all of these Democrats in the uh, House of Delegates that want him to step down. You know, and Ed Morrissey made a point at hot air. You know, he's probably thinking, well, why should I fight for your priorities if you're, you know, if you're just going to kind of leave me hanging out to dry? And there's also been some scuttle that perhaps Governor Northam will change his party affiliation to be an independent. And so this could work very well to the GOP's advantage. Well, number one, they got they they got uh, they got a tax cut deal out of it, first and foremost, and secondly. You've got the Democrat Party in Virginia that is uh, taking some serious hits right now and is suffering some real PR trauma. So they haven't elected a Republican governor in Virginia since uh, 2009 when uh, Bob McDonald was was elected. So uh, this is going to be uh, something to watch, to be sure. Right now it's Lieutenant Governor Fairfax that is certainly feeling the most heat and, and scrutiny from this whole thing. And whether he's able to uh, recover from from that remains to be seen. And then Northam and Attorney General Ed Her- or uh, Mark Herring will probably be dealt with uh, in uh, in quick fashion. But we'll see. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. If you've ever wanted to learn how to dance, now is your chance. My name is Paul Burtas. My wife Natalie and myself own and operate American Classic Ballroom in Victoria, Minnesota. Two left feet, no problem. Date night, we've got you covered. Wedding dance, we are the experts. Call us today at 952-934-0900 and get 10% off any package of private lessons. That is 952-934-0900 or find us on the web at acballroom.com. That's acballroom.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. 
We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. It is so exciting to think that the Lord loves us in such a way that He sent His Son to provide the way for us to be directed perfectly, gently, and effectively. C.S. Lewis bluntly stated this fact, Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. None of us can serve two masters. We try, but we cannot do it. As the hymn says, Keep your eyes upon Jesus, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. I pray that we can be used by each other to exhort and edify the church and grow the real kingdom. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in, folks. I think I ask this every week, but are you a member of the Freedom Fan Club? And if not, well, why not? Because you can go to AM twelve eighty, the Patriot dot com right now. Click on Fan Club for pre sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And don't forget our February book of the month. It's Obstruction of Justice, How the Deep State Risked National Security to Protect the Democrats. It's a book by Luke Rojak, and I hope to get Luke on the broadcast here sometime soon to talk about that book. But, yeah, again, go to the go to AM1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club, and sign up today and get access to all this fantastic these fantastic perks. Uh, just continuing to talk about some uh, national news. Excuse me. Never seem to have to cough until I have to go on the air. What's that all about? Maybe it's because I start start talking. I, that could be it. <laughs> Anyways, I I was saying during the a preview on my uh, Facebook Live on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page that the Democrats have been engaging in this rather disturbing trend of uh, questioning the religious affiliation and religious beliefs and being hostile to the faith of certain nominees, whether it was a uh, nominee for a cabinet position in President Trump's cabinet or federal judiciary nominees. And, of course, thanks to Harry Reid, President Trump has carte blanche to put forth any any judge that he wants to be nominated to or confirmed to the federal bench because now it's just a simple majority to cut off debate and then take an up or down vote on the nominee. Well, it used to be 
you had to have 60 votes to cut off the debate. And because Democrats are all about resist, there was never going to be, uh, right now the Republicans have 53 members, 53 members. There was never going to be seven Democrats voting with all 53 Republicans to cut off debate and then take an up or down vote in the name of resistance. Well, because Harry Reid got tired of what he called Republican obstructionism, uh, he implemented the nuclear option, and as a result, there was only a simple majority for federal appointments. And Harry Reid's a gift that keeps on gifting, because pretty much every nominee that puts forth, if there are 51 of the 53 Republicans that find that nominee satisfactory, they'll get put through. So as a result, the Democrats, really all they're resorted to doing is grandstanding and trying to nail them on questions and put them in a compromising position. And the one area where they've done this is with their personal faith. Uh, there was a, uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, it was a Russell Vogt, a gentleman named Russell Vogt. He was uh, a year, uh, about a year and a half ago, he was President Trump's nominee to be the Deputy Director of the White House Office of Management and Budget. Okay, that pretty much is a, you know, it's a cabinet position, not a cabinet position, but a uh, uh, basically within the bureaucracy of the federal government, right? Deputy Director of White House Office of Management and Budget. But yet, Bernie Sanders interrogated him about his faith. Here's Bernie Sanders' quote. Well, let me get to the issue that has bothered me and bothered many other people, and that is in this piece that I referred to a write for a publication called. I starting to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you wrote Muslims simply do not have a deficient theology. They do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, His Son, and they stand condemned. Do you believe that statement is Islamophobic? It's like. Okay, what does that have to do with my role as Office of Management and Budget? Asking about my religious affiliation? Okay, how about uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein? Feinstein was talking to uh, Amy Coney Barrett, who many hoped that President Trump would elevate to the Supreme Court when he ended up picking Brett Kavanaugh. He may still yet have another pick here, who's to say? And Amy Coney Barrett seems to be the favorite of that. But Dianne Feinstein... When talking to Amy Coney Barrett, who is a staunch Catholic, and she was uh, being uh, nominated for the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, Feinstein says, uh, oh, I'll read some of the quotes again. You are controversial, Feinstein declared. You have a long history of believing that your religious beliefs should prevail. Uh, then the senator then, the senator then added what has already become one of the most incendiary and widely repeated comments in recent memory, when you read your speeches, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you. Okay? How about Kamala Harris? Recently declared her candidacy for president. About a month ago, she uh, was interviewed. She was uh, had a series of written questions to uh, Brian Busher, and he was President Trump's nominee for a district court in Nebraska. And here was her question to him. Since 1993, you have been a member of the Knights of Columbus, an all-male society comprised primarily of Catholic men. In 2016, Carl Anderson, leader of the Knights of Columbus, described abortion as a legal regime that has resulted in more than 40 million deaths. Mr. Anderson went on to say that abortion is the killing of the innocent on a massive scale. 
Were you aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed a woman's right to choose when you joined the organization? See how she framed that there? And by the way, uh, this, uh, this pope that these progressives suddenly revere, he'd probably say the, pretty much the same thing. This pope has spoke very critically of abortion policy, particularly in this country. Okay? How about uh, Senator Maisie Hirono? She's out of Hawaii. Uh, in a statement on the Senate floor, Senator Hirono doubled down on her attacks against the Catholic group, the Knights of Columbus, and accused her colleague, Senator Ben Sass, of embracing the alt-right position by authoring a resu- by offering a resolution rebuking the use of unconstitutional religious tests. If my colleague, the junior senator from Nebraska, wants to embrace the alt-right's position by offering this resolution, that is his business, Hirono said on the floor. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's an alt-right position, standing up for freedom of religion and how no government shall interfere with with the free exercise thereof? That's an alt-right position? Seriously? And again, this is uh, from Alexander DeSanctis of the National Review. Uh, This accusation is as irresponsible as it is unfounded. Sass has been one of the most outspoken Republican senators against the alt-right, and his response to the white supremacy rally in Charlottesville was perhaps the most powerful and clear given by any conservative uh, politician. So this is just classic deflection tactics by the left. When they're called out on their religious bigotry, they, uh, they double down. And by the way, Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is a member of Congress from the state of Hawaii, where Marie Hirono is senator, or Maisie Hirono, excuse me. Yeah, even Tulsi Gabbard called out members of her own party on this. Okay? So when, when you have gone so far that a member of your own party from your own state calls you out on these tactics, uh, yeah, it might be time to start to stand at attention here. I bring all that up because this is just uh, this is kind of becoming a disturbing trend. And Cory Booker, another nominee for president, how many how many of the Democrat U.S. senators are running for president now? It has I think Kristen Gillibrand? I think she's has she declared? I'm not. I think she's declared. Uh, Kamala Harris obviously has. Cory Booker has. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, I believe. Well, she's she's having a big announcement today um, at. Uh, at uh, what you call it, at Boom Island Park in Minneapolis. So, uh, in fact, uh, Terminator and I'm sending it to your Gmail account right now. I'm sending you the link to the video. So Yeah, I have the Facebook Live up right Oh, you do? Oh, well, you're way ahead of me as usual, man. So uh, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we wait till the last segment? We'll go to that. Um, we'll wrap up here in a couple minutes. And then we'll listen in on, on Klobuchar's announcement in the uh, um, final segment this hour. But Senator Cory Booker, this is from Reason.com, uh, I was mentioning the senators, by the way. There's Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Kristen Gillibrand. We assume Amy Klobuchar is going to announce. I mean, that's four. It seems to me I'm missing some other prominent ones. Who are, oh, who else? Uh, Focahontas, a.k.a. Elizabeth Warren. She just officially declared yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's, wow, okay, whatever. Anyways, uh, from Reason.com, Senator Cory Booker squared off with D.C. Circuit nominee Naomi Rao at her confirmation hearing on Tuesday, asking the potential judge if she has ever employed any LGBT law clerks. While the question weighs eyebrows for multiple reasons, the most glaring is that she's never been a judge, 
So she's never had any law clerks, LGBT or otherwise. Now, Cory Booker ha- has his law degree, I forget from what college. So he's an attorney himself. Wouldn't someone who's an attorney or at least has a law, ha- have a law degree know that in order to have law clerks, you need to be a judge first? Or did he even not know that she ha- she hasn't been a judge? And secondly, asking if she's ever employed anybody, any LGBT law clerks. Um, I'm not totally up on my employment law, but even I know asking somebody about their personal life that way, isn't that illegal? Wouldn't that be illegal to ask that in an interview, to try to ascertain that information? Okay, and if somebody is already in in, in your employ, would you, I still think that that's, out of bounds to ask a question like that. So it's like, what, what, what difference does that make? If there's any LGBT applicants who happen to apply, if they're part of the LGBT community, I sure as heck don't know about it. Okay. Now there may be some of the T part, the trans transgender, that might be a little bit more obvious. I mean, if a guy walks in and says, you know, call me Lisa. Well, okay. That might be, that might be a cue. Then you might, then you might be able to ascertain, yeah, they're part of the LGBT community. But outside of that, you you can't ask those questions. And it's almost as if Cory Booker is insinuating that fulfilling some sort of quota is okay. Hey, uh, the LGBTQ community makes up X percent of the population, so you should have X percent within your office. You know, and it's all and and guess what? If you're interviewing, if you don't have enough LGBT people in your employ and you need to fulfill that quota, all right, well, then that's discrimination against non-LGBT people. And guess what? That's just as illegal. Hate to break it to you. So this is, you can see where the Democrat Party is going here. They're getting further and further left. I mean, that new Green Deal that come out, I, I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk about that, but, you know. I've said this many times on this show. For all of the chiding that the Republican Party get, you know, the Republican Party's so extreme that Ronald Reagan couldn't even get nominated in today's in today's Republican Party, which is such bunk when you look at some of the moderate candidates we put up for president in 2008 with John McCain, 2012 with Mitt Romney. George Bush wasn't exactly a, a staunch conservative on a lot of issues, and he was elected twice, 2000, 2004, Okay. But yet they were saying that back then. It's classic projection because someone like John F. Kennedy, who was a fiscal conservative, all right, no way he could get nominated in today's Democrat Party. So when Democrats throw out that chanting point, well, Reagan could never get nominated for President Day's Republican Party. It's, it's classic projection. We all know it. But this is just scary when a member of the federal government, an elected official, is asking about someone's religious affiliation. Crazy stuff. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. When we come back, now we're going to take a listen in on Amy Klobuchar's uh, little announcement at Boom Island Park in Minneapolis. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952 952- 
952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever notice your tablet and phone screens seem to break at the worst time? Here at Arby's, we can fix them. Don't live with a cracked screen. We'll fix those right here in our shop. Let's give your broken screen the boot right here at Arby's. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Stayed in bed all morning just to One final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. And it's too late, baby now. Well, it's not necessarily too late. If you do call now and we can't get your call this hour, we will get it on the other side. So it's not necessarily too late. Anyhow, uh, I am watching the video right now, uh, Facebook Live. It's just a drumline thus far at the Amy Klobuchar rally at Boom Island Park in Minneapolis. So it uh, looks like snowing pretty good out there. Some hearty folks uh, waiting to hear from Amy Klobuchar, which uh, we assume she's going to announce her candidacy for president in 2020. We assume this is what it's all about. So... Uh, we will keep an eye uh, upon that. I uh, do want to get to this uh, new Green Deal. Uh, ben Shapiro at the Daily Wire uh, 
uh, had a few comments on it. I'll read a little bit, some excerpts from it. On Thursday, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez released a six-page proposal for her much-ballyhooed Green New Deal. Before so much as reading it, presumably, Senator Kamala Harris, who happened to be who happens to be a 2020 presidential frontrunner, endorsed it. She sent out a tweet saying, "I'm proud to co-sponsor Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ed Markey's Green New Deal. We must aggressively tackle climate change, which poses an existential threat to our nation." Um, yeah, she should have read it because whoever wrote the proposal is, to put it kindly, dense. Idiotic, moronic. Even Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi found herself unable to pretend to take it seriously. She said she hadn't seen it yet, but it's enthusiastic, and I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, read between the lines. It's like a Christmas wish list. You know darn well you aren't going to get anything on the list, but hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, I guess. Anyhow, <clears throat> this, not coincidentally, is precisely what I say when I found out that my two-year-old son has used his magic markers on his bedroom wall. When Nancy Pelosi has to pat you on the head and tell you that your picture of a doggy, which, for the record, looks like a blob with three legs and a spaghetti sauce stain, is just great, honey. You're in trouble. She added that the Green New Deal would be one of several or many suggestions that we receive. The Green Dream, or whatever they call it, nobody knows what it is. Uh, but they're for it, right? Ouch. Uh, For her part, AOC seems to know that she can't declare war on Pelosi without the KG veteran nuking her. I don't consider that to be a dismissive term. I think it's a great term, the farcical 29-year-old former bartender turned congresswoman eagerly said, to which the New York Post columnist Carol Markowitz correctly tweeted, Oh, honey. So there you have it. Uh, Ben Shapiro at the Daily Wire weighing in on the Green New Deal. Is it the new Green Deal or Green New Deal? Um, Green New Deal. Okay, got to get that right. GND. You down with GND? Nah, you don't know me. Uh, Green New Deal is what it's called. So this was a situation where they, they left us accidentally told the truth. And when it was pretty much universally mocked and ridiculed for some of the stuff that was in it, then they kind of relented on it, and of course, their unwitting, their their willing accomplices in the media come out and say, "Well, they put out a, a deal to address climate change. Conservatives attacked them for it." That's always the story, by the way. When Democrats look absolutely foolish, it's the conservative response to the foolishness. Okay, it isn't the actual foolishness itself. It's it's just you you can pretty much set your watch by it. So. The one phrase that people had to hang up on, and this is from the Daily Caller, a policy advisor for the uh, for New York Democratic Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, claimed that her new Green Deal proposal did not include economic protections for those unwilling to work and claimed that the phrase came from a doctored document. A now-deleted Green New Deal FAQ published on Ocasio-Cortez's website, however, did use the phrase unwilling to work. Ocasio-Cortez retweeted a misleading video of the exchange posted by a Media Matters. Media Matters? Misleading video? Get out! What? The hell you say? My worldview is completely blown. Uh, Anyway, a Media Matters senior researcher who said that the advisor debunked all the conservative media lies. The advisor later admitted to the Daily Caller, yeah, we got the facts wrong. 
because there was an excerpt in there is providing government support or uh, a basic income or however they labeled it for people unable and unwilling to work. Now, unable is one thing. If you've got a physical disability, what have you, and you're precluded from working, all right, there's already protections from the government to provide you with some sort of security, financial security. But unwilling? Unwilling to work? You're going to equate unwilling and unable? That's insane. And when the, when the natural pushback and outrage came from that, then they doubled up. Well, well that, that was a uh, that that was a put. It was a doctor document. It wasn't actually from us. And then someone actually looked up the uh, uh, internet code or how or whatever it was to see who was editing the document. Yeah, it was a staffer from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's own office. So it came from her office. Whether she knew about it or not, okay, maybe we might give you the benefit of the doubt. But some of the crazy things that this woman has said doesn't lend us to give you the benefit of the doubt. So just absolutely insane. And again, this is just a situation where the Democrats are going to see how far left they can go. And if there's pushback, even from not as far, because there's no moderates left in the Democrat Party anymore, but even if there's pushback from not as far left Democrats, then then they relent a little bit. And there are, the idea is, okay, that was just a wish list, but here, here's something that isn't quite as outrageous, which is still outrageous, but not quite as bad as trying to get rid of farting cows. Yeah, farting cows was an actual phrase used in one of these documents. Uh, I've said it a hundred times before. I'll say it again. What a stupid time to be alive. 651-289-448 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NarnShow. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. 
You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor. Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.